Oh, we're back. What is up, everybody? Welcome in to the Bat Flip, where we discuss everything baseballs. Um, your beloved, the fighting Tony Vitellos, are back in just four days as Tennessee takes on Georgia Southern at home. Um, I think that first game is at 4.30 Eastern time. I think that's right. I think my tickets say 3.30, um, which doesn't make any sense. But, hey, we're here. We're ready. I'm excited to be back. Dylan, time it's been zones. a while. Time yeah. zones, man. You're dealing with them. I've been dealing with them the last couple of days. They're crazy. I, we should get rid of time zones. They don't do anybody any good. Let's just make it the same all around like the world. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll die on that on that hill there. Okay. How you been? I like that. I'm good, man. Really good. Um, I got my villain shirt on today. So That's sick. I saw that earlier. I'm fully second. prepared to uh, keep up that role. You're going to have to. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, uh, we're, we're going to get right into it. Dylan Taylor with me. I'm Landon Raby. C. Mitch is also going to be in and out of here as well um, through the course of this. We're going to do it every Monday around 8, eight o'clock, talk about the Vols. We just want to preview a little bit tonight, get our feet wet, if you will. Um, as Tennessee is set to get things going, huge expectations for this team. After competing in the College World Series, you return quite a bit, you lost quite a bit. What's, where do you see this Tennessee team at? That's a big question. I mean, you lost so many contributors last year, but you've got guys like – I mean, we'll get into some of our picks later, guys that are going to have to step up this year, but you've got so many – you've got so much talent, but you've got so much unproven talent, which makes it nerve-wracking, but also, I mean, that's that's what keeps it excited. That's what keeps you going. So, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, you got to the College World Series last year. I don't see why you can't do it again, but like I said, it's it's going to take some guys that – you haven't seen step up, do it. Doesn't mean they can't do it, but just got to see it this year. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and I think it's tough, you know, coming off of a year where you go to the College World Series, the only thing you can really do to better it is win it. You got to win the whole thing. Um, so it's not really building on the success that you had last year, but it's you got to maintain that that winning culture. Um you know, you, you finally got this fan base to buy into baseball. You got to come out and play that. And I don't I don't really worry about them playing any differently than they have been. You know, they're going to show personality. You know, the reason why we did this show is, the I mean, what it's called, the bat flip. You saw that personality plenty last season. So they're going to come with it. I'm super excited to have them back. And, uh, you know, heading into the season, I thought the strength of this team – would be the pitching. I thought preseason All-American Blade Tidwell will be your Friday night. You got Chase Dahlander, the uh, transfer from Georgia Southern. He'll face his old team this weekend. Um, Missouri transfer Seth Halverson. You got freshman Phenom. Uh, Chase Burns that can throw right around 100 miles an hour. You got Camden Sewell, Kirby Connell. Um, Redmond Walsh is back. You got uh, Ben Joyce, who you didn't see last year but um, due to injury, but should be back this season and throwing around 100 miles an hour. Um, you got Will Mabry, Mark McLaughlin, um, just a ton of uh, – Xander Seacrest, I don't want to leave anybody out. Jake Fitzgibbons, um, but a ton of arms in that bullpen. So I was super excited about that. De you had a few bumps in the road, 
Blade Tidwell goes down with an injury. Seth Halverson's down with an injury. Don't know exactly if you're going to get those guys back anytime soon. But, man, it would be awesome to get all these guys a lot of reps that they probably wouldn't get otherwise and then having Blade Tidwell and Seth Halverson come back for SEC play. I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if – you know, I, I just – good positive vibes only. So we're going to speak it into existence. I just really hope you see these guys back this year able to compete in a Tennessee uniform. Yeah, and it's – I mean, that that's kind of where you're going to have to see guys step up is right here at the beginning. You know, it's no no time like the present, like they say. I mean, you hope that you get those key contributors back, especially Halverson. I mean, yeah, everybody knows about Tidwell, what he brings. I mean, he, he's going to be a first-round pick probably, but Halverson's the one that got SEC experience, but you, you're kind of wondering – where would he really fit? Is he a more of a Friday night, Saturday, Sunday? Where where does he fall there? But, yeah, I'm excited about him. I mean, I know you, you mentioned nobody's seen a lot of him yet. I'm hoping the opposing team doesn't see much of him this year because he's going to be throwing it by him as Ben Joyce. I mean, he from from everything we've heard, haven't seen it yet. He he brings he brings the spicy mustard, if you will, and I'm, I'm ready like for it. That. I'm not a fan of mustard, but I, I would like to see it. I, like I hope I hope they don't like the mustard either. I <laughs> um, I, I'm interested to see uh, another player you could get is Vanderbilt transfer Ethan Smith. You know, got to go through that um, waiver transfer bullcrap. But um, yeah, Ole Miss did not like the spicy mustard. They did not. Um, I'm interested to see who takes over that Sean Hunley role. Um, I think Blade Tidwell was set to take on that Chad Dallas role, that Friday night role. I, I don't know who's going to be in that position, so that is a question mark. But who is Sean Hunley? I think it was supposed to be Camden Sewell. I think that was probably his role heading into this season. But as, as you lose two guys that are probably going to be your, your weekend starters, does Camden Sewell move to that role? I, I could see. I mean, we kind of alluded to it earlier with – you don't know where he's going to fall just because he can he can kind of do a little bit of everything. I mean, you you think of Kevin Copps last year for Arkansas, you know, it came back to bite him in the end of the year where they're they're kind of don't want to say putting him somewhere he's never been before, but you're relying on him to just shut the opposing team down. I don't know if Sewell's any anything like that if if he's going to be relied on in that kind of role, but just in the same role of he can do a little bit of everything and we saw it last year with him. So, I'm He's probably the one I'm most excited about just because you his potentials kind of you, you you don't see the ceiling with him right now. But yeah, a guy like Chase Burns that turned down some MLB money. I mean, it kind of made it kind of took him down a little bit when he made it clear he was gonna come here instead of the draft. But that's a guy that coming out of high school could have been making a lot of a lot of money and chose to come here and play for Tony Vitello. And like you said earlier, we've we've heard whispers of him already. So very, very excited to see him. I mean, potentially being a weekend starter as a freshman in the SEC, that's that's a guy you want on the mound for your team. Yeah, definitely some heat coming um, out of that, out of the pen and um, just your pitching rotation in general. But uh, hopefully you're able to get some of these guys back. Um, love to see them in a Tennessee uniform. And uh, we'll see what happens. I, let's Let's start with infield. Because you got you lose four out of your five infielders from last season, your top three guys in your lineup. You lose um, Liam Spence, Max Ferguson, Jake Rucker, Connor Pavoloni. 
Um, let's start with catcher because I, I think this is really intriguing. Evan Russell moving from left field to catcher. Um, Tennessee did land a transfer catcher, uh, West Virginia. I think his last name was McCormick, Matt McCormick, maybe. Um, retired from baseball, so that put a damper on things. You're like, you lose Jackson Greer, you lose Connor Pavoloni. Who is going to play catcher for Tennessee? Evan Russell, I mean, doing everything that he's done since he's been here is just – he's just here to play baseball. And he came in, and it, it looks like he's going to be a pretty good – catcher for Tennessee um everything I've heard I, I haven't heard any like hiccups I'm sure it was a learning curve for him uh just playing at this level like catcher I know he's played catcher in high school and things like that even came as in as a catcher um but just getting you know used to that you know I'm sure it's tough on your knees so I don't know if he's gonna have 14 home runs and 43 RBIs or, or two three home run games but the kid's a dude and you know, I think Charlie Taylor is going to be a guy that's – he's going to see his opportunities just because with the full season, as long as it is, you're not going to see Evan Russell catch every single game, especially those midweek games. Right. And, I I mean, besides the play on the field, it, just take a step back for a second. That just – to me, that speaks to the selflessness of Evan Russell. I mean, that's a guy that we, we've heard and we've seen what Kyle Booker can be. I mean, it, you're not going to keep him on the bench for very long. And if, if he's staying there, you, you never want to say maybe a guy would transfer, but a guy that can play like that just isn't going to sit on the bench for a long time. And this wasn't a situation where Evan Russell was being pushed out by Kyle Booker because he, he can't defend his position. I mean, we saw multiple times last year where Evan Russell's flying into walls, diving catches, all this. So, it's not like it's a, hey, we've got somebody better, let's just stick you somewhere. Because like you said, he, he's moving to arguably the most difficult position on the field where you've got you've to not only be able to handle it with a bat, but you've got to be able to handle an entire pitching rotation too. Know the tendencies of every pitcher you've got. So, I mean, to me, before the season has even started yet, Evan Russell's your team MVP right now just because he, he's willing to do that as a veteran guy because it makes the team better. He he knows that Kyle Booker can come in and be a dude. I mean, I think he hit, what was it, 310 last year in limited action. So that that's seeing a guy that can make the team better and saying, I can do something else, so I will. Yeah, just the dog mentality um, and, and love that. I mean, that again, that's just his personality. Um, that's how he was all season long. I'm sure he's going to be fiery. He's going to talk crap back behind the plate. So it's going to be a lot of fun seeing Evan Russell um, up close and personal behind the plate this season. Um, that's the best part of being back there. Yeah. The talk. That's that's the best part of it. Yeah. Um, and then you have first base. You return Luke Lipsius, who um, me and him are probably the same age. Um, it seems like he's been here for 10 years, but um, – a pro yeah, really pro. good, yeah. Really good to to have him back, and he's taking full advantage of that COVID year and uh, returning to Tennessee. He had 15 home runs last season, tied for the first on the team. He struggled a little bit with left-handed pitching, but he's got some competition at first base this year. I think he'll be the starter. But Blake Burt, this kid can mash, and. Big kid from California, true freshman. They really like his upside. Um, you know, if if he doesn't crack the lineup at first base, you could probably see him in that DH slot 
because you lose Pete Durkay there as well. So um, you could really see him a lot this year. I'm sure he'll get plenty of opportunities as the season goes on. But, uh, yeah, some competition. Didn't really have that last season. And then you got um, – we'll, we'll go middle infield. This is the biggest question mark I have for this team. It's who can match that – I'm not saying you have to match it, but you kind of got to because Liam Spence and Max Ferguson was a huge part in that team's success last season. Um, leadoff hitter, two-hole hitter, and then, you know, the two leaders of your defense. Two guys made a ton of plays defensively, made a ton of plays at the plate as well. So, you know, those two just got on base. So you're going to need to match that. Um, Logan Steenstra played some some shortstop last season when Liam Spence dealt with an injury later on in the year. And then um, Cortland Lawson's another guy who has gotten a little bit of playing time, just limited action. And then Drell Ortega kind of the same way. Then you add two newcomers. Uh, Seth Stevenson, the junior college transfer, who is probably one of the best athletes not only on this team already, but probably in the country. One of the fastest players that has probably ever worn a Tennessee uniform already. Um, he is a, he will be a junior, so I, I guess he's not too young, but he is a newcomer on this team. If he gets on first base, he's taking second. You uh, catch your minds well, not even throw down there because he's this kid can move. Um, and then Christian Moore is another guy that um, th- this staff really likes. Had a great preseason. Can really hit the ball. If he doesn't land in one of these two spots, you can see him maybe getting in that DH role. So, uh, but they they really like Christian Moore as well, and just another phenomenal athlete in this recruiting class. Sorry, I had to step away for a second. But did you mention Trey Lipscomb? We'll I have. I, I'm. I'm. I'm talking about middle infield. So I okay. guess Trey Lipscomb could also play there as well. Botello uh, talked a couple weeks ago with the media, and he said that he could play there also, play shortstop as well. But um, I'm talking about middle infield, and that's kind of my biggest question to this team, just because of who you lost and don't really have a clear cut starter that that's going to be etched in there. Yeah, Christian Moore, you brought him up, and Seth Stevenson. I, you, you may have brought him up, too, when I stepped away, but a guy that's, from all accounts, is pretty quick on the base path. So yep. that's really going to help with a guy like Max. I mean, Max Ferguson's making making his money now, but you, you need somebody – don't know where he'll bat. I mean, I don't know if he's got the bat to be top of the order, but somebody that can get on base. I mean, uh, what – is it Bradford for – Bradfield for Vanderbilt? Yeah. I mean, it's somebody like that, it's just – You've got to account for the guy that's at the plate, but you've also got to account for the guy that's on first base that's going to steal second, possibly steal third, and you never know, steal home. He he would always he would always be ready to go. Yeah, got to put that pressure on the uh, opposing pitchers. Like, make them a little nervous. Like, I can't walk this kid. If I walk this kid, it's basically giving up a double because he's taking second base. It adds just so much more to a lineup when you've got yep. one, maybe two guys like that. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that, that's a big question mark for me. And then third base, I think it's Trey Lipscomb time. It, it, he's, you know, been behind Jake Rucker, who was just a pro, batted in three holes since he was a freshman on campus in the SEC. And Trey Lipscomb made the most of his opportunities last season, batted 310, um, 29 at-bats, nine hits, nine RBIs. So 
just a really solid player that's, you know, kind of waited his turn. And, you know, I think he's going to be probably your start starting third baseman if, um, if what I know is true. That's, that's why I was wondering if you had brought him up just because he was the guy that I was, you know, you brought up first base, you brought up Luke was going to be pushed this year. That was my main guy was Trey Lipscomb was going to be somebody that has played over there a little bit before. And if Evan Russell can make the transition back to catcher, then Trey with having experience in the SEC playing that position, I was like, that's, that's just, that's going to be kind of another situation where if you don't have anybody at third base, obviously, then that's, that's probably going to be Trey's spot. But I, I could have seen that possibly be in a situation like a Booker and Russell where, if Trey's getting it done and Luke, you know, we, we saw last year, you know, he's got the pop, but can he hit left-handers? So mm-hmm. that's, that's why I wanted to make sure he got mentioned just because I think he could be somebody that you really want to watch out for this year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think he, if I was picking Tennessee's um, unsung hero, I think it would probably be Trey Lipscomb this season coming up. Um but yeah, this staff this staff's gonna experiment a little bit with the lineup, I'm sure, especially in that infield. Um, kind of see who has the hot hand in it. And, you know, they've proven that they'll ride it. Yeah, it's it's good to have options. It, it's it's scary just because you don't know who's gonna pan out, who's not, what position is gonna be a strength, a weakness in a league where you can't have many weaknesses. I mean, you see you know, we talk about the Alabama footballs, the Duke basketballs, but in baseball, you know, you, you never like to bring up anything good about Vanderbilt, or at least I don't. But, you know, they, they've been good for so long because of their ability to plug and play. And yeah. Tennessee, I mean, we've seen flashes of that. This is going to be a good year to determine can they do it consistently year after year. And I think they can. Yep. And, and like I mentioned earlier, the, the staff's going to prove um, who, who can, who's a gamer. And, you know, I know guy like Pete Durke, guy like even Evan Russell has – maybe they kind of recruited over a little bit. And uh, those guys, each and every year, they just showed out. They produced. Pete Durke just got on base. Was he the most talented? Maybe not. But the kid got on base. And th- that's all you can really ask for in a lineup. You, you need guys like that. So, um, so we'll, we'll see kind of how that plays out in the infield. But, man, this outfield is loaded. Loaded. Options everywhere there. Like Sammy Sosa's bat loaded. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Possibly even more. Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, we've got them all. Yeah. Um, Minus minus the steroids, of course. Yeah. Not yet, anyway. Hopefully. Um, hopefully. You you got your two studs, Jordan Beck, Drew Gilbert. I mean, these are two guys that – are going to carry you. They're hit. They can mash the baseball. They're great athletes. They got great arms in the outfield. Um, you know, just solid all around. Are going to be making a ton of money here in the next year. Uh, and, preseason and all SEC yeah, outfielders. Everybody yeah. knows it with them. I mean, there, there's no hiding your contributors there. There's other spots where it's it's up in the air. If those guys. If Tennessee's going to have a good year, those guys have to produce. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And we do thank those two for helping us with the name of this show because it's it's because of them too. <laughs> the logo, by the way, is very sick. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was actually at 
that was against Georgia Southern. So there's a little full circle. Yeah, All comes back around. Absolutely. Um, but but they do have one spot with Evan Russell moving to catcher. Um, Kyle Booker looked to be the favorite. Ha- hasn't had a great preseason, as Vitello mentioned um, about a week ago. So you know, is he going to get back to to his freshman form? Because I mean, you saw it last year. Anytime that I mean, that swing looks beautiful. Um, great athlete. Um, patient at the plate. Apparently, it's not been his true self this preseason, but uh, maybe doing a little bit too much at the plate. So we'll we'll see kind of where he's at. But yeah, that's probably my favorite because I think there's just the potentials out the butt for a guy like Kyle Booker. You also have guys like Christian Scott, who's played a lot, will be a senior, um, really good athlete, really good on the base pass. Um, and then Logan Chambers is another guy who you could maybe see at DH, could maybe see in right field. Um, a guy that I'm pretty sure the Dave Van Horn and Tony Vitello spat was over this kid right here. Um, a, a really good hitter come out of junior college. And, you know, that that's why he was so highly touted for his bats. So you could maybe see him in, in the outfield. I'm sure he'll get – Looks probably everywhere. Maybe you could see him at third base as well. Um, but the kid can can hit it. Yeah, like you like you said, I, th- I think Kyle Booker is still my favorite there. Just, I mean, struggles like that don't really worry me. One, because it's we're not in the season yet. It's preseason. This may be kind of a time where he's trying to figure out, you know, what what exactly he's doing here. What's he doing there? And like like you brought it up, I mean probably the purest swing on the team. I mean, oh, Drew, Drew Gilbert swings the hardest on the team. <laughs> Absolutely. We know, we know that for sure. <laughs> Jordan Beck maybe has the most controlled power, I guess yeah. you could say. Yeah, Luke, he's probably got the yeah. – Luke is up there. But just in terms of if you had to pick a swing tomorrow, I mean, it would be Kyle Booker. And mm-hmm. everybody's going to struggle every now and then with that. But when you have a swing that looks like that, I'm not, I'm not too worried about yeah. Kyle Booker. So, he's still – my odds on if I had if I could put money on it, I'm putting it right there. Yeah, I'd rather him have a sophomore slump in the preseason than I, I would in the regular seasons for sure. Exactly. Um, but yeah, like we mentioned, this staff's going to play around with this lineup and non conference play, uh, probably a lot of the midweek games and see what they got. And then come SEC play, that thing's going to tighten up. And uh, you got it or you don't. Are you a gamer or are you not? Um, you know, th- this, this staff or these players take after their head coach. Um, And if you're not about it, you're not going to play. Bottom line. We come back to it again. Options. It's, it's everybody's got, everybody's got to produce because you can get your job taken like that. And I remember saying that last year when, when Evan Russell did struggle a little bit and then, I mean, can you respond better than Evan Russell did last year with (laughs) the amount of, the amount of not only just home runs, but bombs that guy hit. Yeah. We would see it with Pav a little bit. We saw it with Luke a little bit. Now it's just a new crop of guys that I I think early season struggles, I wouldn't be surprised from some of these guys, but as they get more reps, I mean, you're it, it's hard to say that they're going to be more talented than the guys you just lost because you just lost MLB draft picks. But as the recruiting ranks, rankings start getting higher, you start bringing in more talented guys – you may be getting more talented players there. You just got to stick with them when they're inevitably going to struggle because everybody is in this league. 
Yeah, absolutely. Man, I, I'm super excited for this season. Um, you know, I, I don't know if College World Series is on the table. I mean, a lot of people are picking Tennessee to finish around 20th or even outside of the top 25. I mean, that, that SEC is a grind, and there's a ton of talent in it. Um, LSU, good God, they have three players that are out of this world. Um, Vanderbilt's got a ton. Mississippi State's got a ton. Looking at the schedule, tough road schedule. My God, especially in the SEC. I mean, not really in non-conference play. Um, Georgia Southern, I think, is a good program. You got some uh, Tennessee Tech, UNC Asheville. Iona is another guy or another team that you play next the next weekend. And then you go to Houston. You play number one Texas. You play Baylor. You play Oklahoma. I mean, that, that's when you're really going to see what Tennessee's about here early in the season. Kind of sets up like Round Rock did two years ago. You you can really – you don't want to say break out for a team that's entering the year with – I mean, that you say expectations. A team that's entering the year after going to the College World Series, you don't want to say that that would be a breakout opportunity because – Clearly, in the last couple of years, Tennessee's put themselves on the national scale there. But that could be a – I'll say you get a temperature check there of just kind of maybe not the whole season, but where this where this club is at right now and where where you're going to need help. And it, it could be an opportunity for a lot of young pitchers right there with, like you mentioned, Tidwell and Halverson. We, we don't know when we're going to get those back. I, that, that could be – Chase Burns could get a big start right there against a very proven team. So I'm excited yeah. for it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you get one month exactly from opening day to the start of SEC play, that freaking gauntlet. Um, and Tennessee plays five top ten teams um, in the preseason rankings, and not one of them are inside Lindsey Nelson. So <laughs> buckle up because you're getting ready for postseason play early there there are no weekends off they say it about football in the sec but is it more true in baseball i think i think it is personally i mean yeah and in, in football you vanity may be an off week but and i mean in, in sec baseball especially with it being series formats that are one game there's you cannot rest until the season's over. It's there's no no way around it. That that's why the the options, the depth that we've alluded to so many times this show, you're you're gonna need everybody. Everybody's gonna have a chance to prove themselves. Yeah. Absolutely. And Tennessee was picked fourth in the East. I'm pretty sure that they were picked fourth last season too. Uh third or fourth, yeah. Yeah, I think so. so. Uh, that la- that guy on the last dance that Vandy, Mississippi State, and Arkansas, the three suspects. Yeah. The three usuals. And LSU now. So we're, we're picked fourth in the East. Oh, in the East. Oh, yeah. no, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. That, apparently something happened with Georgia where they're apparently good at baseball again. I don't know where that came from, but uh, coming out of left field, there it is. No, I – I'll have to. I'll have to they're they're going to have to beat Tennessee for me to acknowledge that. I, right. In the East, I I missed that. I thought it was SEC overall. Okay, that's yeah. That's and I'm new... pretty sure they picked us. They picked us third or fourth, I think, last year. They picked Vanderbilt and Florida to um 
to beat us. That's a that's a new type of dis- disrespect. I like it though, Tony Vitello. We're projected third in the East last year, Caleb. Says. Okay, appreciate that. So right around, but still, I mean, historian Caleb on the on the track. Stat guy, Caleb. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, that. I mean, that's. I mean, I don't like hearing that just because. I mean, obviously, you see the colors on the screen, the color of Landon's shirt there. I mean, that's you want to be number one, but that. If there's a guy in the SEC you don't want to disrespect, it's Tony Vitello. So bring Absolutely. it on is all I'd have to say. Yeah, I'm I'm ready for Lindsey Nelson to be rocking. Um, I, I was at a dinner the other night, and, and Vitello spoke at it, and he mentioned Lindsey Nelson being a hornet's nest. And, dude, that – I mean, that got my freaking blood boiling. That, I was ready to That's go. a good description. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I mean, it, it, it was. It was intense. Um and I hope it's that same way this season. I hope everybody's able to get – everybody should be able to get in the stadium. They got a couple more seats in there. Um, so, I'm sure that place is going to be rocking. I'm excited for you and Caleb to get there too because y'all didn't get to experience that last year. Just sparingly for me. Yeah, hopefully I've got more time this year. But it just college baseball in general, I want to see it continue to take off even more. I mean, you, you've had good outlets, different shows like this that keep covering it. Mm-hmm. But – no, no better time with what's going on in the MLB right now. I mean, you, you don't know, you don't know when MLB season is going to start. If MLB season is going to start right now, I mean, the, the lockout. There's been no progress made at all. Shout out Rob Manfred, who's destroying the great sport that we all love. But I mean, <laughs> what a better time than early in the year right now? You know, the weather starts changing, starts getting nicer outside. You see all the insane SEC baseball fans. Not a there's no better time to grow the sport like you're going to have early this year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's it's so much fun to like it it's like professional baseball and college football had a baby and it's college baseball. Um and that's what makes it so fun. Like I I'm a huge college sports fan and so just just being the America's pastime it is just makes it so much better for me. I'm sure it is with a lot of people, and us winning probably helps a ton too. So bat flips um, will do that. Yeah, yeah, that personality will definitely do it. Um, I want to ask you one one prediction. That's all we get to today. One prediction: Who leads a team in home runs and or bat flips? Mm, um, Jordan Beck's the most obvious answer. And I think I'll I think I'll take the most obvious answer. I think I'll go Jordan Beck. But Dark Horse, I'll Dark Horse, I'll go Evan. No, not Evan Russell, not behind the plate. Let's go Luke. Maybe Luke, maybe Luke's improved against the lefties this year. Tied for the lead last year against righties. If he gets a couple more off lefties, then but I'll stick I'll stick with the obvious year all American candidate. I'll go I'll go Jordan Beck. Okay. Um, Caleb wants to hear best newcomer too. I'll go Jordan Beck as well. I think Dark Horse. This is really Dark Horse. Um, Trey Lipscomb. I like that. That crossed my mind. That yeah. I, I, I think I think Luke's a good pick too, just because the the power. But Trey Lipscomb's got it too. There would be a, there would be good plus money on Trey Lipscomb that I would probably throw some dollars down. <laughs> <laughs> probably more than um, I should. So best newcomer. That's that's tough because, I mean, you, you think Kyle Booker, he's not a newcomer, though. Yeah. Um, 
I'll go. I'll go Chambers. We'll, we'll see. We don't know what his role will be. He's my pick, though, is the DH. I don't know where he'll find the field there, but as long as he can mash, I'll I'll say he'll go DH. He may not be huge power guy, but you've got the two top coaches in the SEC fighting over you. I'll say he finds the field more often than not, and I'll say he produces in a big way. I want to go Chase Burns, but I feel like that's an obvious answer. I'll go Christian Moore. I think it's whoever – it could be him or Seth Stevenson. Whoever finds the role in the middle infield will, will be that for me. Yeah. I like our picks. I would put money on all our picks. Yeah. Um, Caleb said he would accept Booker if you want to go back. Okay, but. we'll go – I'll go Kyle Booker, but – Tentatively, we'll go Logan Chambers. But yeah, Caleb, I feel like Booker's. It's probably minus money. It's probably not good. Money. Yeah, it's yeah. safe money. I mean, he. It's what we talked about before. I. God help me if I had Kyle Booker swing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, guys. That's all we got. Thanks for tuning in. We will be back next Monday talking about Georgia Southern, and tennis. Hopefully, a Tennessee sweep. I want to get more brooms out this year. Is yours in the background there? I don't see it now. No, that that's a that's a shot or that's a shot. Ah, okay, um, okay. Yeah, my every time I walk out of this room with a broom, my wife is like, "What are you doing?" Because I have carpet in here, so it makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> a good carpet sweeping never hurt. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's all we got. Thanks for tuning in. This is the bat flip. Landon, Caleb, Dylan. Peace out.